0: Planned Parenthood decries the Ohio Senate overriding Governor Mike DeWine's veto of HB68, or what we call the SAFE Act. We'll talk about it today on the program. This uh, law will protect minors from genital mutilation and protect women's sports. We'll also talk about Joe Biden's abortion tour as a precursor to the 2024 presidential campaign. Activist Radio, the Mark Harrington Show, brought to you by Created Equal. And you can donate to our work by going to createdequal.org. Uh, and you can catch our program uh, 24-7 on all the popular podcasting platforms and on social media. So today we're going to be talking about Planned Parenthood and the hypocrisy of that abortion giant as it relates to this HB68, which... Uh, finally passed the the Senate with an override of Mike DeWine's uh, veto here in the state of Ohio, made national news. And we'll talk later in the program about Joe Biden and his campaign, a re-election campaign for president. So first of all, Planned Parenthood, as we all know, is the uh, leading provider of abortion or child killing in America. But that's not enough for them. They need another profit center or they need another funding stream. So what they've done is now they're providing gender mutilation for minors and others. Uh, again, th- this is what Planned Parenthood does. They kill children and they mutilate children. They mutilate their genitals. Uh, and here's Planned Parenthood who decried the override of the, U- the Ohio Senate here and Mike DeWine's veto and just the hypocrisy that they say they're standing up for children. Let, let's go ahead and read this. This is from their plan, from the uh, from their press release, and this is Lauren Blowvelt. Well, that that's an appropriate name, Blowfelt. She's the executive director of Planned Parenthood Advocates of Ohio. She stated, "All kids, all kids. I love it. All kids across the state, regardless of who they are. Interesting." deserve access to quality-affirming health care and the opportunity to participate in the same activities of their classmates. Now, here's Planned Parenthood who kills more babies than anybody in the country, or for that matter, the world, saying that all kids across the state, is that true? No. What about the unborn? You know, obviously, Planned Parenthood is okay with stripping their rights. They say regardless of who they are, really. Well, what about the unborn kids? Uh, obviously here again, hypocrisy coming from Planned Parenthood, who makes sense, okay? They butcher babies or children in the womb, and then they mutilate the genitals of minors. So it kind of fits, doesn't it? So for them to decry that the Ohio Senate over, uh, overrode uh, Mike DeWine's veto is hypocritical, as you can imagine. Uh, Planned Parenthood tries to come off uh, speaking from both sides of their mouth. Uh, live Action put out a little piece on it, uh, quoted me, and uh, and I, here's what I said. Uh, if you would, Mr. Producer, go to that next clip. Uh, groups like Planned Parenthood speak out of both sides of the mouth, for they pretend to care about equal rights and opportunities for all kids, regardless of who they are. But they have no qualms killing and dismembering hundreds of thousands of preborn babies each year. So Planned Parenthood needs called out for what they're doing here. Uh, Again, this is just another funding stream for them. They're trying to, uh, I guess, make up for the loss of revenue because abortion has been restricted severely or banned in some of these states. So now they've found this other means to make money. And of course, this is just what they do. They butcher children and they mutilate genitals of minors. Uh, so that's what's going on with Planned Parent. Thankfully, the, uh, the, the veto was overridden by the Ohio Senate. Now uh, it will go into effect in 90 days here in the state of Ohio. This made national news. And, you know, Mike DeWine, I don't know what's going on with him. Yeah, he's always been kind of a rhino. Uh, he's been good on abortion. He signed the Ohio heartbeat law into effect in 2019. Uh, he was outspoken, I guess, on issue one. Could have done more, uh, but he's awful on a whole lot of other things, including this. Uh, this is a no-brainer, friends. I mean, really. So we should we should allow minors to mutilate their genitals irreversibly without parental consent. Hello, and what about males? Participating in women's sports. Again, a no-brainer for most Americans, but apparently Mike DeWine just didn't get it, and that's why the Ohio Senate overrode his veto, and it'll go into effect in 90 days. All right, so let's move on. Uh, The campaign is in full swing now. Joe Biden is on the trail. He's on the campaign trail and uh, hitting the road because he thinks abortion, that is child-killing, dismembering and decapitating children is a winning political issue for the campaign of 2024. So he hit the road on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade and made some speeches in Virginia, I think a couple other places, talking about how he is going to champion abortion killing. So let's go ahead and play this clip. This is Biden speaking, I think, in Virginia uh, on the anniversary of Roe versus Wade, talking about how he's going to make this a political issue for his campaign for president go ahead and play the clip the reason women are being forced to travel across state lines for health care is donald trump donald trump the reason their family members are trying to get help them threatened with with prosecution is donald trump donald trump the reason their fundamental right has been stripped away is donald trump donald trump and because of donald trump doctors are <laughs> fleeing their home states setting up practices in other states Good because they're afraid they'll be put in prison if they exercise their responsibilities. As they should. Like Texas, doctors can get a life sentence for providing the care they were trained to provide. Thank you. I'm glad. You know, it's all because Donald Trump. He says, "Well, you know, thank God for Donald Trump." He uh, he put three justices on the Supreme Court, reversed Roe v Wade, overturned Roe, and now in some states. In order to get an abortion, people have to cross state lines. Oh, boy, isn't that terrible? What hardship they have to go through in order to kill their babies. They might have to drive 100 miles or more to kill their child. Jeez, we can't allow that, can we? You know, it's all Donald Trump's fault, by the way. Uh, honestly, really, is it? He, he just, you know, put on the Supreme Court three justices, a reversed road, just put it back to the state legislatures. That's all he did. But let's make it about Donald Trump. Let's make it about his pro-life position or that of the Republican Party, because most Americans support restrictions on abortion. Okay, and Republicans need to step up to the plate and clearly articulate a coherent pro-life view. And if they do, they can win elections, including uh, President of the United States. So, you know, Joe Biden thinks this is a campaign winner. This issue, abortion, uh, I don't know if he's right, but I can tell you this, if the Republicans don't step up and defend their position, he may have a point. He may have a point. All right, so this is a campaign ad. I want to play this. Again, Joe Biden throwing all in on abortion. He's got two, two. basically Joe Biden has two issues to run on, at least he thinks he does. One is child killing, abortion up to birth without any restrictions or limitations, Supported by your tax dollars, and number two, the so-called insurrection in the January 6 and how Trump is a threat to democracy. Those are the two campaign issues that he's running on, and so he's uh, his campaign has created this ad, uh, and this ad is a young lady who apparently uh, had a uh, fatal diagnosis of her unborn child and had to go across state lines to kill the baby. She lives in Texas because in Texas abortion is against the law. So go ahead and play this clip, go ahead.
1: I'm an OBGYN in Texas and a mother of three wonderful children. Having this beautiful, messy, chaotic, but wonderful family, it's the joy of my life. I never thought that I would need an abortion for a planned pregnancy, but I did.
0: You don't. Two years no, ago,
1: I became pregnant with a baby I desperately wanted. At a routine ultrasound.
0: Obviously not, stop there. She obviously did not desperately want that baby enough because if she did, she would allow that baby to be birthed, born, and then allow the natural process. If that child is going to die because of some fetal abnormality, allow the process to take place and don't act and don't play God. Uh, there's no reason to dismember and decapitate and disembowel a baby who can live outside the mother's womb. This isn't compassionate. The other thing is, you know, I don't know if they threw, like, salt in her eyes or something. She's she's teary-eyed, and it's, we're all supposed to be compassionate. To, we're all supposed to feel sorry for her. Now, I'll, I'll say this. Nobody wants to go through a, a pregnancy like this, of course. But we can't be compassionate for someone who kills a child just because they're not perfect like us, or they're not like us. Uh You know the old saying by my good friend uh, Stephanie Gray. She says we should be trying to eliminate suffering without eliminate eliminating the sufferers. You don't eliminate suffering by eliminating the sufferers. You don't just kill the sufferers to eliminate suffering. That doesn't eliminate suffering. It just kills sufferers. And so we're going to kill the baby because the baby's going to suffer. Now, there's things can be done if that baby's born, and that can be done to to limit and reduce and almost eradicate the pain that that child will go through if the child is going to die. But it, 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 abortion is not justified in these cases. So go ahead and continue on. Again, this is an OBGYN who had a fetal diagnosis from uh, the doctor saying that her baby would not survive if the child were born. Go ahead and play the rest of the clip
1: would have a fatal condition, and that there was absolutely no chance of survival in Texas. Wrong. You? Stop
0: there. Wrong. Survival, that child will survive. If you birth that child, bring that baby forth prematurely, that baby will will survive. And the other thing is that that child is not a threat to the mother, to the threat to the mother's life. Uh, C. Everkrupp said it best, the former Surgeon General of the United States. And he said that there is no reason to abort a baby after viability, after that child can live. uh, There is no reason to do that uh, to save the life of the mother. Because if you perform a cesarean section to bring the baby forth, the mother's life is spared. You don't have to kill that baby. In fact, it's actually less safe to murder that baby in utero, uh, even after viability than it is to perform a C-section. So she's getting lousy advice, uh, because, and here's because these doctors don't want to mess with it. They don't want the problems that might come. They don't want the lawsuits. If they're, you know, sued for malpractice, the easiest thing for them to say is, oh, go kill the baby, go have an abortion rather than getting in this situation where they would birth the child prematurely, uh, possibly uh, using a C-section procedure. Go ahead and continue on.
1: You are forced to carry that pregnancy, and that is because of- Stop.
0: No one is forcing anyone to carry a pregnancy. The law doesn't even do that. You can do it, if you want to, illegally. Or in this case, she just went over state lines. So no one's forcing anyone to do anything. What they are doing is saying, if you do this in this state, in this case, Texas, there are going to be criminal penalties. And here's the thing. There are no criminal penalties for the mothers that get abortions in Texas. Uh, The criminal penalties are for the abortion doctors. So she's just lying altogether. Go ahead and continue on. Trump
1: overturning Roe v. Wade. The choice was completely taken away. I was to continue. Stop there.
0: Stop there. She says that the choice was completely taken away by Donald Trump. Donald Trump is not king. Donald Trump, all he did was put three justices on the Supreme Court that overturned Roe v. Wade. That did not take away the so-called right to abortion. In many states, you can go have an abortion. She crossed state lines to have an abortion. Why is this such a horrible situation? Uh, Here's why. Because most people think abortion is no big deal. Abortion is an elective procedure. You're not killing a baby. If this were a born child that she was forced to take over state lines to murder, we would all say, that she should be held accountable, or that person that kills that ch- that child, and the same should be true for an unborn child, res- irrespective of the fact that they may have some fetal diagnosis, uh, so to speak. Go ahead and continue on.
1: I was to continue my pregnancy, putting my life at risk. It's again. Stop there. Work-
0: again, wrong. No pregnancy after viability. Threatens the life of the mother because that child can be born prematurely with the C-section procedure. It's simple as that. It's just common sense. She wanted the baby dead. That's the bottom line. She didn't want to birth the baby alive. She wanted a dead baby. Go ahead and continue on.
1: Every woman's worst nightmare, and it was absolutely unbearable. We need leaders. Really, that will stop the there.
0: Now I will say this. As a parent and my wife, yes, this would be a very hard situation. Uh, The worst nightmare may be in the effect that you would be uh, birthing a child that has problems like this and may not survive that process after birth, may die, or may even be born with these and live for a while. Uh, You know, people that have these types of diagnoses and birth the child, and often those children live, sometimes they say it's their, They are the greatest blessings of their lives. Uh, the biggest nightmare is butchering the baby, not having to go through this situation and then aborting that. That is the worst nightmare, actually. All right. Go ahead and continue on.
1: We need leaders that will protect our rights and not take them away. And that's Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. OK, so Biden. again, stop there.
0: Stop there. Uh, she says we need leaders that will protect our rights. Right now, as it stands, it's the states that control the abortion issue. The federal government does not at all. The Supreme Court's basically say we're out of it. It's no longer under our purview. Now, I believe it still is, but they're right now just saying we're pushing it back to the state legislatures. Uh, and she's talked about leaders that protect our rights. Well, what about the rights of the unborn? What about them? The pro-abortion people are the ones that to, want to exclude a certain class of humans from the human family. We're the ones that are inclusive, that say all humans, irrespective of, of age or, or size, level of development, or environment, or dependency, Deserve the right to life and should be considered part of the human family. They're the exclusive ones, uh, not us. Uh, so that's that's one of the ads that uh, Joe Biden is currently running in his abortion tour, and clearly going to make this a campaign issue for 2024. All right, I want to switch gears real fast. Uh, while Joe Biden was parading around talking about abortion being uh, one of his key issues in 2024, we were in Washington DC, showing the victims of abortion on our jumbotron uh, right in the down right outside the Capitol, right in the shadows of the U.S. Capitol on a gigantic jumbotron. And we did that during the day uh, of the day of the March for life, and we did it during the March for life. And when we did, We asked people to stop by and give us their uh, perspective about what they thought about showing the victims of abortion. And I wanted to play this clip. We have numerous of numerous ones of these. I uh, I exhort you to go to our social media created equal and uh, we'll be releasing a bunch of these. But this one's particularly powerful. And this woman makes a very, very strong case for the use of abortion victim photography and video in the public square. So go ahead and play this clip.
2: There are no words to describe what I'm watching right now because it's it's just so inhuman. It's so cruel. Exactly. Absolutely horrifying. It breaks my heart that, you know, we as a nation are allowing this type of torture to go on mm-hmm. with our unborn children. I urge everyone to pray to end abortion. We must speak out. We can't be quiet about it. We can't be silent. We have to speak and defend the unborn that are being tortured and killed every day of our lives. Amen. I urge the young people to watch this video. They must open up their eyes to the horror that is abortion. Thank you for for having the video. I think we must show it to as many people as possible.
0: Well, you are quite welcome for us to show that in Washington, D.C. This woman really, I think, depicts this properly. She says this is torture. And if you watch a a baby being uh, killed by abortion, that's what it is. That's an appropriate description of what this is. And those who see abortion understand it. Those who don't, you know, it's just some vague, obscure medical decision uh, that's like going to get your tooth pulled or some other elective procedure. That's why it is absolutely paramount that we in the pro life movement show the victims of abortion. This is the most effective means to change hearts and minds, and in order to change hearts and minds, you must change and make people feel something. They got to be bothered by it first before they can think about it differently, and so these pictures evoke an emotional response, as you saw with this uh, woman who came by our display in Washington, D.C., And I just wish, I mean, we've just got to start using these photos, friends, and video. And there are more people doing it than ever before, but time's running out. And the messaging that we use currently isn't getting through to the American people. We can tell that, because we're zero for seven in constitutional amendments. We have yet to win a state. And unless we change our messaging, we're gonna get the same results as we've always gotten. Uh, and she mentioned that the youth need to see this. It's interesting, a large majority of those who go to the March for Life are young people. And they're seeing these victims. And I got a report from a good friend of mine, Eric Scheidler, from the Pro-Life Action League, when he passed by because Joe, or, 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 or I'm sorry, Joe, that's his father who's uh, who has passed away. But uh, Eric said, as he passed by the display, because he marches in the March for Life, he um, he recognized a distinct difference between the tone and tenor of the crowd of the marchers when they come upon this video, the jumbotron of abortion victim uh, photos and video. When they come upon that, when they march past it, he said that the uh, The soberness was palpable, was palpable, and that's the point. The point is, we go to Washington, D.C. for the March for Life, not to march, although that's fine. We go there to represent the victims at their own march because without us there, the victims would not be represented, they would not be represented. And we provide a space there on Constitutional Avenue, right in front of the U.S Capitol, Pennsylvania Avenue, where marchers can come by and take a moment to soberly reflect upon the victims. And that's a good thing. It's a, an important contribution to the March for life. Uh, and for that sometimes we get a lot of grief. I had a, a a man come by, a father with two children afterwards, and chewed me out for putting this up. He said to me, you guys with the Jumbotron, you ruined my march and my march, the march for my children. And I said, Sir, respectfully, this isn't your march. This isn't a march for you. This is a march for them. And that's the thing. We got to keep the main thing the main thing. And the March for Life is about the victims. So. If you want to know more about displaying abortion victim photography and video, there's a lot of good groups around the country doing it. And Created Equal is on the front lines of that. All right, friends. So on March 8th and 9th, I will be at the uh, Bring America Back to Life uh, convention in Cleveland, Ohio. And I'll be speaking on one of the main sessions on the March March 8th date. And you can... uh, Go to that uh, website at bringamericabacktolife.org and sign up. Love to see in Cleveland, Ohio. I'll be presenting on how we uh, take our message to the enemy's turf and how we raise up the next generation of leaders to take on the culture of death and whim. So I'll be speaking at the Bring America Back to Life conference, March 8th. It's a two-day conference, March 8th and 9th. There are a lot of great speakers from all around the country. Obviously, a lot of talk about this post-issue one world and what we're facing with the in regards to these constitutional amendments. But I particularly are going to talk about taking our message to the enemy's turf. So you can go again to bringamericabacktolife.org. So you've been listening to The Mark Harrington Show. Uh, God bless you. God bless America. And remember America